Let's try that again. Jake's disappeared, but he's back. Is he back? Is he back? Yeah. Yes. There we go. That's the that's the probably the only time we're going to cheer for the rest of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. We hope this podcast finds you well. As always, it is the three of us here today. It's Dex, Jake, and Jack coming to you live after a Barnsley match. So if you're wondering why this was late on audio feeds, we did mention it last week. That is exactly why. Um, we're yeah. going to change the podcast around a little bit today. We're going to do our normal intro, but then we're going to discuss um, the match. We're going to start with the Barnsley match and... Um, then we'll probably go into the normal. So we'll start, we'll talk about Bolton after Barnsley and then go through for the normal podcast. Just, just because we're hot off the heels of the Barnsley match, but we'll start as we always do um, with actually uh, the housekeeping. So memberships available, join. Um, if you're watching this live right now, you can click join and get some emojis in the chat. Why not? Um, there's also talking Wednesday extra me and Jack. I think we're going to do one this, this month. So it's not even going to be a solo. It's going to be a, a double episode there. Um, lots of memberships available. That's at the 499 tier. Go over to the YouTube and join for that. You can also um, you can also watch. Why is that saying it's not smooth enough to maintain smooth streaming? It's whenever I bring Jack in. Jack breaks it. Welcome, Jack. Are we all choppy? We're probably yeah, choppy. We're, we're going to have to deal. <laughs> probably. Uh-oh. We're very choppy. <sighs> That's so annoying. Are we all at 25 FPS? Yep. Yep. So that wasn't it. That's fantastic. Great. Nice. Basically, that's, we can't that's do probably it. hardware lag. Probably. We can't, we can't do a three-man podcast without me completely crunching down this quality then next time. Okay, you'll have to deal with the choppiness, guys. Apologies if you're on the video version. Luckily, I'm rec- oh, it'll still be choppy there. Go to the audio version of this podcast. Let's talk about yes. it. <laughs> um, Go to that one. <laughs> um, Jack, how's your week been, mate? Oh, it's been very, very fun. I've I've been rather busy as the video enjoyers of this will will see. I've bought myself a sign that, yeah, <laughs> that I brought that I plastered on my Twitter, and I've bought myself some of these fancy little LED strips to put around my studio. So now I can theme all of my Twitch streams, and it's all very it's all encompassing within this neon scuffed theme. And I just yeah, so. <laughs> If you're light sensitive, then uh, I'll walk well, away now. Yeah, yeah. Put your sunglasses on, Jake, because uh, that's fun. And also, one of my friends uh, decided that because obviously Hogwarts Legacy, uh, the, the video game that came out fairly recently, has been kind of popular all over the internet and stuff. Um, <laughs> one of my friends has decided to put a very cursed video into my head, and it will not leave. And it's that cartoon Harry Potter thing. And uh, it's like a parody. It's, but it's a parody, right? And you've got and you've got Ron Weasley, Harry and Hermione, and then Snape's there for some reason. And the, they, they all overemphasize their R's. So, so it's yeah. Livius Hall. Stop it, Ron. Yeah, do you know, do you know what's one, really upsetting? I've yeah. seen you a, vi- a video of you sort of like doing that to a green screen. Yes. And yeah. it. It disturbed me <laughs> deeply. <laughs> Not yes, in a light detail uh... when he was recording it. <laughs> I, oh, I feel boy. like there is a generational age gap between you and me that <laughs> is incomprehensible with actually the fact you're not much younger than me. I know. <laughs> Your whole oh. vibe is very interesting because you do you you tend to dance. Yes. So all of these lights here, other than obviously the sign, um, they've all got a disco function. Yeah, put it on. Let's uh, see what happens. Yeah. And I've also got myself because we've obviously with with the Barnsley result at at time of recording, the Barnsley result wasn't great. Let's face it. Um, Just to cheer us all up a bit, I've got myself some glasses too. Um, And they are they they are purple. They are purple flame glasses, and uh, because of the red-hot takes that presumably the chat will have on this live broadcast, the, the tweets that have been rolling rolling in all over Twitter today, um, and probably because of the sick burns that I will be issuing possibly Barnsley 
football club. Um, I decided to wear the appropriate attire. So uh, that's that's how my week's been. Jake, how's your week been? <laughs> my week's yeah. been great, thanks. Um, also, just a, a bit of pile on Worko here. There is a video of Worko praising Luton Town on his knee beating oh. uh, Sheffield United. On his, on it, my t- it, it was taken completely out of context as well. All the context was was left on the cutting room floor. So it's just Jake, me getting on my knees. Mike, by the way, sorry to interrupt the nope. story. Have you accidentally just switched mic because you sound like you're in a in a bathroom? I shouldn't have done. Carry on. To, what's this about this story? Just, just <laughs> press buttons. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I got <laughs> I got clipped. Yes. By uh, by <laughs> by me saying or getting on my knees and my camera zooms in on me getting on my knees saying all oh shut up James I see that look um saying all hail Luton Town praise be upon them who who, who beat it's Sheffield funny. United funny. and and stuff and one of my friends a Luton Town fan cut all that Sheffield United context out of it so it's just me going praise be to the to the lords and saviors yeah. Luton Town and that's yeah. where it ends but yeah, it's and, been good. Uh, just been yeah. trying to sort out some loose ends on this end and just trying to enjoy things. The uh, last couple of days haven't been great due to certain things, uh, but you all know about it. Poorly person, go over there, disabled man. Um, yeah, so it is, it, be, it is what it has it been, but yeah, how's your week been? Great. Um, I might have just crashed OBS, so we'll see. <laughs> oh. So that's how you <laughs> Yeah, I clicked settings, you know, so I could try and drop drop the quality, so we'd stop moving about, and it yeah. might have just crashed. Oh no, we're still going. Oh, it's no. not even froze the stream. That's quite impressive. Um, and I can't do it live, of course I can't. We just have to deal with the choppiness. I really apologise, video uh, watches of this week's <coughs> podcast. We will fix this. It's just Jack's a new element that we are getting used to on a three-man stream. Um, so my week has been busy, and it's going to be busy because I have now got. <laughs> I am currently five days into a 14-day straight work without Ooh. a day off. So, yeah. And I've just decided to work all day and then stream a match and then um, after that, do a podcast. Yeah. It's half past 10. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what that'll, what that'll be that fun. work tomorrow? Yeah, it's... Um, it's a busy day as well. It's a busy afternoon at work tomorrow, so that'll be um that'll be fun. But yeah, um I'm just saying, Jake. Yes. I've just heard you've been a grumpy git all week. I have been a grumpy git all week. Yeah. He has. Apparently you've been a misery to speak to for the past like four hours as well. Uh yeah, I've not been great. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been great at all. I um, felt I'm- like when Jack came into the waiting room. He needed to vent. He'd been, he'd been, um, <laughs> the amount I'm, I'm, of obscenities I'm, I heard cascading into my ears yeah, that coming, whole time. That game, but I'm also coming oh. off like two days of non stop colonic seizures, which I'm playing catch up on. And it's not been fun. And once I then realized that I missed a lot of time of doing things and important things I want to do. I get quite mad at myself and I turn into quite a grumpy ass. We'll laugh about it tomorrow. It's fine. Uh, did you just say colonic? Yes. yes. Colonic? Oh, no. Um, you've Not been probably, seizing out your ass. Probably the wrong wording. I know. Shut up. Yeah. Colonic? Do you want to Google the word colonic? No, I don't. I'd rather just talk <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, don't prod the bear. <laughs> Jake's really got the runs tonight, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> after, these, <laughs> after these colonic seizures. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jake. I love you. <laughs> Fine. Right, let's uh, talk the football. I'm not yes. actually too bothered. Do we have to? Yeah, oh, I'm not too bothered. Oh, yeah. Fair, Again, it was going to happen eventually. The, yeah. the only, I think the only thing why we're bothered is it was against Barnsley. We didn't want them to Are we, though? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are because it was against Barnsley, but you look at what we're missing in that midfield and up front. It was, I don't it was see it. I don't see, I don't see a rivalry. So for me, it's just a case of 
yeah, there'll be a little bit of banter for a while, but what's the, what's, what's the, we need, we, it's probably, it's interesting. There was an interesting comment. An unbeaten run can come with some shackles that you sort of tied yeah. to it. So that's gone now. Yeah. After 23, we can't deny the uh, work that, that, that was put in there. Is that now from that though? Yeah. But if you remember when we played Fleetwood, people saw that being a bit of a, in the FA Cup thinking, oh, that could be an issue. But we bounced back from that. I think, I think it's the manner of how all the goals were scored that is the kind of bit of going. We haven't seen us concede goals like that in a while. Yeah. And I think that's the worry. But I think it's a one-off. I'm hoping it's a one-off anyway. <laughs> well, Forest Green on Sunday is going to be massive. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's. Right. It's your job. Sorry. Sorry. Can, I, can I also just add something as well, right? So I think the only reason why a lot of Wednesday fans might be seeing this as a big deal is because of the fan interaction afterwards, after the fact. Yeah. Because if they were milking 1990s goal footage in the lead up to this game as goals scored against Sheffield Wednesday, right? Imagine how much yeah. they're going to milk the fact that they've done the double on us for the first time in 14 years. Well, I don't know if they've got an honours board there, but there's definitely going to be one now. Yes. And it's going will, to be It'll that. be like Ipswich having a plaque outside the ground commemorating a 1-1 draw. Same story again, but at, at their place, at Barnsley's stadium. Anyway. I, uh, I said this the last time we played Barnsley. I'm not bothered. It depends about what we do next. Yeah. yeah. Right. And... And I do feel the same now because I used to get really, I know the difference of the feeling of a loss and it doesn't feel, it kind of feels like, oh, well, move on. You know, it it doesn't feel bad, like, because of how we've been performing. The way the goal were conceded for me. That's that's the concern for me, that that capitulation in 15 minutes. The first one, I think he was being played on side, but when I was watching it in real time, I was like, is that just slipped off slightly mm. but then again the actual professional football player defenders shouldn't have thought that and should have played to the whistle yeah and not tried that trap because that did not work yep and they should have then sprinted back a little bit quicker and got on that because then he just had the easy job of rounding dawson and then the second one to concede i think dawson could have got to that i'm not gonna because dawson's been great this season so i'm not gonna go too heavy on it but i think dawson could have got got more to that do you want back you guys? I think Dawson didn't need to come off his line that early on the second one for me. Mm-hmm. It was a player coming back to probably go back. I think with how I think it's just how quick both goals were conceded. It's that last the concentration we haven't seen in a while. And I don't know if it's the the atmosphere with the thing, because it's a derby, there was more pressure on us. I don't know. Uh, I also not played in like two games. He was very rusty. A lot of the loss of possessions were for my author or Palmer, especially on that side in the first half because they kept on flipping. I don't know about you, Jack. Yeah, I, I thought the same. I mean, I also for a lot of that game looked like Bambi on ice. Yeah, it, the way, the the way screen, he was just yeah. sliding around and everything. I, well, y- if you were watching the Talking Wednesday Twitter during the game, you would have seen the, the gif that I posted. Describing that's the exact such. one I wanted but, uh, you to put on as well. It's yeah. like you read my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just didn't seem in the game for the for the vast majority of it. I thought Akin uh, Famuo had touch and go first half, but then out in the second half, obviously after a very vigorous team talk by Darren Moore, um, he seemed really up for that and actually put in a really good performance. I thought personally, uh, back in the defence, but. I don't think the defenders either side of him were doing him any favours in his good def- uh, performance in that second half because the defence it was the defence overall was just letting us down the whole game today and that's really pretty much the reason that we lost I we think we um, exactly exactly it it honestly seemed to me as though Barnsley just wanted that more yeah that from the off really. they did they did the from exact the same thing they did last yeah. time high pressure pressure on heavy touch sort of thing and just. And and try and pressure to you make make a defensive mistake, and we made two of them very early on, mm. and that cost us. And the, the fight, the f- go on, carry on. I think for me, all the Barnsley manager had to do in this game, and it's very simple. All he had to put on the whiteboard is end their beat unbeaten run, mm. because yeah. that's motivation enough for them being a South Yorkshire rivalry. That'll like be the big like catalyst for the fans as well. 
And we just, we, we did recover. We did recover when mm-hmm. we started to think, right, might get back something into this because let's give Barnsley credit in that first half. They did some cracking defending when we took oh, yeah. 2-1 and their keeper pulled off a great save. And again, it's another one of these games where we come across a team who's just got a cracking keeper. We had it against Plymouth at their place. He pulled off so many saves. And the issue when you looked at it, there was no one that could come off the bench. Well, that's the thing. I, and I've, I've seen it mentioned in the chat as well. Like, Bannon kept playing these amazing balls to Flint. The, the, the headers from Flint today, if the, even one of them had been on target, you're in a different position. You know, no. it, it was yeah. a case of some of the balls we were putting through were fantastic, but we just didn't get to the the heights we could have really in terms of we should we should have been putting them away. We've been saying all season about clinical finishing and it, it, it can cost you in these big moments. And we could have we could have scored quite a few today if we'd have been mm. more clinical. And that's what annoys me a little bit about it, I guess. I think that's the story of the season though. It's it's been like that all all season long. It's We've yeah. just been so sloppy with finishing and not clinical enough. And then in certain situations, in certain games, it, it they could have been game-changing goals that just were missed from point-blank range, as we saw tonight with several other um, set-piece finishing. It, it was just, yeah. it's like it one was of the just dreadful. That, uh, Robin Van told me about Smith. He'll have a lot of chances, but he'll only get a couple of them out of the mm. tip. And he's not... He is. Thing is, if you look at how they played him, they played him as a target man, knock it down. We're not playing that with him, and I think he's having to adjust the game, which he's doing well. Don't get me wrong; he is adjusting the game to it. But tonight, you could tell there were certain balls that Palmer would play, and you could tell he's looking for that Windaf player just to get in on yep. the spin and go round. And then the person there wasn't there, and it's that kind of thing. You go into that second half thinking. Darren's got all ripped the new one into him or had a massive go and told him where to improve because you could tell on the pitch they were like, come on. They were first out and they were first one down. He was calling them all in. You look in that second half, we look a lot better. We look like we've got a bit more control. We seem to take a bit of the blunt off them a little bit, if that makes sense. We get that second, you think, right, 2-2, two, two, we're in this. But then again, it just went to pieces again for whatever reason. Granted, they had a game plan. We've I still, th- I actually, you know, I know they scored two in that second half. I actually still think we were the better team in the second half. Mm. It yeah, was just that last, we last few yeah. minutes. It I, was think stupid. In, I think in the two goals they scored, it was an unlucky one with the defending where it comes off Flint. I think if Flint's not in that position, it goes to Barry Bannon, who's on the other side, and he boots it long and gets yeah. it out of the way. And then their, their fourth, they just catch us on the break, and you could see he was streaming forward, and nothing we could do because we, yeah. we were going for the equaliser to make it 3-3. But it is what it is. It happens. It's just, I think Darren won't be too upset with them and he'll just go, we move on. We will go. I think that's how the majority of the fan base feel as well. And like anybody going into Meltdown, and I've not seen too much of it. Um, that's purely because I haven't looked. But I'm sure there's some of it. Um, I, I don't think... I think we've obviously got to have high standards this season. Yeah. The one thing I will say, and I've been saying it for a few weeks, we cannot get complacent. No. Right? So many people in our community topics and the likes were saying, oh, we're pretty much promoted now. It's just whether we win the title or not. Look at Ipswich. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also. And look look at the fact there's only one game between us and Ipswich and three points and they've got a better goal difference. Now. Yep. Also, officiating was a bit poor in that. We did have a clear penalty in that first half. But. Where? Handball. 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 Oh, was, yeah, was that on, yeah, I did see that actually and thought, have they even talked about it? But let's also just remember, 36 defeats since October. Exactly. We've had such a good run and you're not going to win them all from now till the end of the season, kind of thing. Even even when the run we were going on, Mm. I think Darren will just have it like, he'll get them in tomorrow, he'll calm them all down because they'll be angry. They'll be angry at themselves tomorrow in training and when they're sitting down. But he needs to now weaponize that anger into something constructive. You look at who we're missing in that midfield and up front. You're missing two of our big players. Then you don't have someone like Patterson or Wilk to come off the bench. We're missing players. Wilk looks like he's coming back sooner. Looks like Patterson's coming back sooner. We have no idea on uh, Windass and Byers. 
But by the sounds of it, they both sounded like they might have been very close to starting with some of the stuff before the game. So it might have been, I'm not putting you in a derby to you to not be able to be you till the end of the season. Yeah, those, um, it's very easy to say, but those two players would have made a massive difference. And it's yeah. just a case of, we've got, we've got the wrong time of the season to be having injuries because we need the run. We need to keep the run going. I mean, just to highlight as well, Palmer's performance today, you could, the, the, the sort of the layoffs that he was making. If this was a game of football manager, right? You know, when players have that perfect partnership say and, they get, and they get, and they get, and they get the green line that connects the two of them. Palmer and Windass would have that between the two of them, right? They, they formed such an intrinsic bond on that right wing, on that right hand yeah. side of the pitch this season that, the the amount of layoffs, the headers, the the through balls were all to Windass. Windass would be on the end of those, but he wasn't there, and the player that was there wasn't picking up on those. Windass had also run them ragged. That's the yeah. thing; they were getting tired. And exactly. Windass that is the sort of substitution you make there. I actually think you could have probably brought Patterson and Windass into that game. Uh, Windass would, would it, Smith did well to be fair of doing some of the dirty work today. I will say that. But if you've got Patterson to cut, that's his forte, isn't it? Yeah. We needed that sort of player. And then Windass's pace would have just come in and been able to... What we were really doing is when we sort of beat the traps, you know, over the, over the, um, over the flank, sort of like play those long balls and then get somebody running on it and then whip it across the box. Yeah. You yeah. get like Windass beating the trap, uh, running out of the traps in that sort of situation. And it does change the game. It, that, that's the thing. Injuries well, happen at the wrong times. Let's just give credit to... <laughs> Windass, uh, Gregory coming into form. Scared that three, me crap, that three and two. Yeah. Or two and three or whatever it is. He's starting to come into that little bit of form that he came into around this time last season. Mm. If it's two and three, it's not that impressive because he scored two today. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Ah, but the stats in a couple of games' time won't yeah, show that. Yeah, They'll just yeah. be like, oh yeah, two and three. Yeah. Or two and five, or, you know, whatever. Uh, so... Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see that he's suddenly, you know, the big game player and here he is, he's performing again. And he was great. I thought he was outstanding today, actually, Gregory. Called, yeah. you know, I think this coming good when he's called upon. Seen in a while where Palmer's had an off game as well. Mm. Palmer wasn't great tonight. I think certain players struggle to get into it, yeah. Mm. Um and it's just but I think the resilience of coming back from the two goals down, that was it, but I think it's just we didn't have enough depth yeah. to capitalize on it towards the end. Um, it's annoying because those first two goals, that game probably had two two all written all over it. Yeah. Um, but if we don't concede those easy goals, you know, and then the last goal was just pathetic. We get, you get done in the counter in the last minute. We're, we're, um, go, we're going for the thingy though at the end. Yeah, of the you can't. Everyone that's the thing, that, broke. Everyone that's get the, forwards. Yeah, that's the annoying thing though because then it looks a lot worse on paper. You know, I had a message from a mate of mine who's a Barnsley fan. Um. I know, I know, um, but like it, I, I, he sort of just met, he, he'd, he'd been really quiet about it all, and then just messaged me at the end because yeah. it looks bad with four two on paper. Um, yeah, the only reason probably some people are slightly concerned is it comes after obviously we stopped the win streak and we drew at Bolton and we've lost here. So let's talk about Bolton a little bit. Um, what did you think to this one, Punk? Talk us through it. We we game because we had a lot of early good chances on this. We really had a lot of good chances and we do bury one of them, which is great. You're thinking, get get the first goal and let's see how we do. Bolton are a very good team. Trafford in net for them is superb. I hate to use that word. I know you're both going to pick me up on it. He's taking a drink. Uh, so's him. Um, the issue with this though, he's a very good keeper and he just, every time a ball came in, he just grabbed everything. And... Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, did he, Jake? Well. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> so he, when, when something was in the air, he grabbed it out of the air quite easily and it made it a bit tri tricky for us. But their equalizer was very poor defending yet again from us. And it was... Uh, Femiwu, who just kind of stuck a leg out and doesn't really connect. It's a simple goal for them to go. Uh, and then in the second half, we played okay up until Windaf went off, injured. And it, that kind of injury where he's running to make 
the ball was looking like it was going his way. He tried to go make the run, and he just got his toe stuck in the turf and gone down. And it looked bad, and he did lead the ground with the boot on, but from what I've been told and seen, he hasn't got that boot on anymore. So I think it was just precaution for that. And I'm wondering if it's just like it's a bit swollen right now and not going to risk you for today's game kind of thing. Mm, but yeah. that second half, they really did come up at, come against us being quite defensively strong, but we were letting them have moments. And I think it's one of those things, once we lost Windass off, we lost a lot of our attacking play. And Bayer's not playing in that one as well. It was a bit of a blow. But you saw little bits of the defending in that game that wasn't great, but it was a little bit better than tonight. But a point against the Bolton team who were pretty decent is a good point for me. I think the annoying thing is, is the way it's reacted tonight. I think if you get a draw versus Barnsley, thinking, yeah, that's two great points. Let It's just what it is. At the end of the day, we got a point and a much needed point. Let's put it as that now in hindsight. So, we don't we don't want to be in a situation now. I think it's crucial we don't end up in those playoffs because there's a lot no. of hungry teams in there. And that's the thing. We need to start just getting the points on the board where it matters. Um, let's move into the League One review. So we will jump all the way back to last Tuesday, which had Charlton beating Morecambe 4-1, Accrington Stanley 1, Portsmouth 3, Burton 2, Peterborough 5. Lots of goals that um, yeah. match day. And then on the, yep, on the same day, Bristol Rovers 0, Wickham 2. We go to the weekend. Friday, we obviously drew against Bolton 1-0. Peterborough 3, Lincoln City 0. Plymouth 2, Forest Green 0. Our next opponents there. Plymouth getting another win. Forest Green obviously um, losing there. Cambridge 1, Charlton 2. Ipswich 2, Shrewsbury 2. Not what we want. Again, Cheltenham 3, Exeter 1. Wickham 0, Barnsley 1. So Barnsley are doing very well at the minute. Akinson Stanley 0, MK Dons 1. Port Vale 2, Burton 3, Bristol Rovers 0, Portsmouth 2, Morecambe 1, Oxford United 1, Derby County 0, Fleetwood 2. So Derby um, took a bit of a wobble there. Let's look at tonight's fixtures and the time of recording this, even though you're probably all watching it on the Wednesday uh, or listening to it on the Wednesday. Accrington Stanley 0, Plymouth Argyle 2. So not ideal for us. That puts Plymouth at the top of the table as well. Barnsley 4, Sheffield Wednesday 2. So, in terms of fixtures, not fantastic. Um, all results pretty much went the way we wouldn't want them to go. Um, and we've just got to look forward now, really, because let's have a look at where that leads in the... I'll actually go for the updated standards. That is the updated table in the thingy. Are you putting... F- yes. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why he was late. Oh, he wasn't. He was getting, I bet there's a video on his channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both were saying enough, it. Yeah. We were both like, saying it. He's, he's not here because he's hit that render button, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was already rendered out. Oh, my well. issue was as soon as I went into OB, OBF, what we use, it wouldn't pick up my camera. Oh, I blame you for the tech issues. If you'd have been here on time, we'd have had time to set everything up. It's your fault. <laughs> so now, Plymouth, now children. <laughs> Plymouth are at the top of the league with 80 points, 38 games played. Wednesday in second, 78 points, two points behind Plymouth, but we've got two games in hand on Plymouth. Ips, this is where I'm concerned. Ipswich, 37 games played, and only one more than ours, 75 points. Now their goal difference is four goals better than ours. So we, we, promotion ain't sealed. I will say this now. Michael Brown just make a good point in the chat. By the time it's play again, away to Derby County on the 1st of April, the Owl could be nine points ahead of them. And if they win their two games in hand against Forest Green and Cheltenham against away 29th of March. This is what I want to talk about now. This is the most cru- we talk Barnsley is not it. I saw people saying, oh, I think that's it for the league. To-. In terms of promotion... If we win these next two fixtures, yeah. that's when I start to believe we're up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've got to not do a Sheffield Wednesday and we have to win these two. There's yeah. no excuses. Definitely. Yeah, anything less than three points is just unacceptable to me. I know that's a big, bold statement to make, obviously, but yeah, three Cheltenham points have won their is, last the, two is games, the requirement. Right? Yeah. So Ch- Cheltenham on the Wednesday, that's going to be slightly tricky. But Forest Green are going to scrap for pride at the minute. They just keep losing. Yeah. 
if they could come at we and we spanked them five nil earlier in the season. If we can go to their place and they can keep us to a considerable draw, you can think they're going to do the mm. bloody best to do that. So we have to find a way to break that down and and turn this around because if you think about it, our net three games are Forest Green, Cheltenham, Lincoln. Yeah, and they're all Lincoln they they all have that's that has to be nine points. Yeah, it has. There's no excuses. It has to be if you're getting promoted. Because I'm just saying, if we don't get automatics, we're bottling promotion again this year. Yeah. Anyone else feeling that? Mm. Yeah. Do you want to play any of those playoff sides? I don't. We keep no. losing. We keep struggling against do, them. The, the the team that I absolutely do not want to come up against if it's the playoff situation is Bolton. I think mm. they are. I would consider them my favourites to win those playoffs. I don't know though because I don't want to come up against Barnsley because they seem to have our number and they seem to know they've done double. Ah, uh, but so. don't forget they only had our number at the very first at the be- beginning of yeah, that that's match. True. That is true. Yeah. We had their number and we were just very unlucky to not put any equalizers or even yeah. But when Desson is in that picture, know? it changes exactly. as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so exactly. yeah, there is there is that. Um, but yeah, these are the, let's just. And you don't do want to a... come across Derby. No, we are though. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's let's do a Last run of the fixtures at the end. Yeah. I can actually literally see them all on one page now. So Forest Green on Sunday, Cheltenham on Wednesday. Uh, I will say this: I never. Why am I pimping his content now? After he takes my live streams, joking. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> Forest Forest Green on a uh, Sunday will be on Punk's channel. Yeah. Cheltenham on Wednesday will be on my channel. Um, he didn't actually take it. I'm working. That's why he's doing it. By the way, when, I did ask this, permission before. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent the message going. <laughs> Working or not? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'll just start doing two-minute videos about every piece of news we've got, shall we? <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday are looking at I'm this sorry, plate. but no, you're sorry. busy. Yeah, I'll get a cap backwards, um, yeah. and I'll give it a go. You're going to have it's a like... mullet as well, then. <laughs> God, what's going on with your hair? Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> you start driving a truck. Get on that truck simulator again. Um, <laughs> so after Cheltenham, we've got Lincoln. Then it's Oxford again. There's going to be a dexterity watch for that, actually. I'm treating you. Um, Sheffield Wednesday. Then we've got Accrington Stanley. Then Burton. Then Bristol Rove. Oh, my God. Our fixtures are beautiful. They are. If we win them. Stop saying that, Dex. (laughs) Because you just know, if everybody starts saying this, there's going to be some bogey teams in there. I, right, controversially, I'm worried about Cheltenham because they've been a bogey team for us before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that I'm a little bit like, oh, we didn't do that well against them the previous time facing the, them. The only team in the top six we're playing until the end of the season is Derby. Mm-hmm. The rest are in the bottom half, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Forest Green, Cheltenham, Lincoln, Oxford, Accrington Stanley, Burton, Bristol Rovers, Exeter, Shrewsbury, and then Derby. Yeah. Because complacency in this run of those fixtures will kill us. That is yeah. what that is what finishes us off. If we get complacent remotely of just having this thought of, oh, we're in the top two, they're in the bottom half. And that that's gonna finish us. That that will finish us. Bristol Rovers had against us when they played us at home. Exactly. Ipswich's run just for uh, they've got Derby this Saturday. Uh, no, they oh, no, it's it's first of April, sorry. Sorry, first of April. Uh which is this no, it's next Saturday. They've got Derby then, then they've got Wickham. Then they've got Cheltenham. Then they've got Charlton, who aren't too easy to beat. Uh, Port Vale. Then Peterborough. Then Barnsley. Then Exeter. Then Fleetwood. So it switches fixtures. You'd say on paper slightly worse than things, ours. I would say. And then Plymouth. Plymouth. I think they're fairly favourable. Actually, got a quite a good fixture list. Yeah, they've a lot got of those games are at home where they are very good. Oh God, they've got Morecambe, then Lincoln, then Exeter, Shrewsbury, Cambridge, Bristol. Burton, Port Vale. Right. Plymouth have got all winnable fixtures. Mm. Mm. Ipswich are the only ones that are like, that's quite tricky. So I still don't trust us with certain teams. As you well, were saying, Jack. Isn't it? Is it a home, it's a home fixture against Derby, the last game of the season, isn't it? Yes. yes. We just need to pack Hillsborough out and get the crowd intimidating that set of Derby players. Just like what happened when we were at home last season to Portsmouth. Same same effect. 
that home atmosphere rocked those players, and that's why we beat them, because that side would not bad last year. Yeah. Granted, yeah. They're, they're a bit iffy this year, aren't they? Although they're making a comeback now, but they started so shakily this season, and they were one of the Dark Horse favourites for this year. So I just think we need that's the effect we need to have on the Derby players uh, in the final game of the season at home. It's just, you know, I, fill up Hillsborough as full as possible. Get the inflatables out. Get the beach balls out. They'll look at they'll look at all the things that has happened. They'll review it and then they'll just say, put it in the back burner. It's done. We can't do it about that. If mm-hmm. you noted Darren Moore's mentality, if we're not going to linger on it, what's the point? And I exactly. Bet, and I bet if you hear players linger on it or talking about it after it'll mm. cut it, it'll say, what's the point? That, they won't gone. be in the first team side for the next yeah. match. If they're still lingering on it, they are not in the starting 11. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bring the uh, blue and white um, cards to put on the seats at Hillsborough. So, <laughs> again. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting one to see, wasn't it, tonight? <laughs> and they say that Sheffield Wednesday is not their cup final. Oh, and they do that. Jack, what are you Jack, doing? what are you doing? What? I'm taking after one of my lords and saviour idols, Callum Patterson, and I like to fish. So I'm going fishing. What can I say, anyway? At WorkoTV. <laughs> and if you don't know my at, you can go to the Talking Wednesday Twitter bio, at TalkingWed, if you don't follow us already. Just leave us Please alone, make sure to do right? so. <laughs> don't, don't say, send shade at that. You'll see, Match Day Twitter this is me. So... <laughs> He, we genuinely needed to put a disclaimer in yeah. on the Twitter so people didn't come to our channels yeah. and give us grief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love being a wind-up merchant. It's one of my yeah, favourite things to do. It's great. I just, yeah, I just never forget. Just like, uh, when I see a hundred people, like, this can never be good. <laughs> what has he done? I'm like the David yeah. Stockdale of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you yeah. know what happened, don't you, Jack? He's like, oh, with good result here, he goes, why Twitter this many notifications? Blowing up. Weren't you driving along so you couldn't address it? And it was just going ding, ding, no, ding, No, what I'd ding. done is I'd pulled up to pick up some food for our tea that night after right. a long day of work. I'd just been driving a couple of hours and I just literally opened the Twitter <laughs> notifications and went, I need to get home right now <laughs> and do something about this. What has he done? I mean, it wasn't necessarily drama. It was just lots of people biting, and that was it. There was no yeah. drama. It was just bitter other fans. What? It's true. It's true. <laughs> but there you go. Make it any less um, interesting when it I happens. thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but you know, Do we need to. We need to. Shall we go into the news? We should go into the news. There's not much of it this this week. Yeah. Um, one of our defenders, the star, was reporting that um, is it someone Reed Sam Reed? Is it Sam yeah, Reed? So basically, yeah. the ladder we picked up from non-league who were training with us, and there was a lot of uh, teams looking at him. Uh, Derby was one of them. Derby and- were desperate to sign him, apparently, and yeah. we've pipped him to the post with that. So, but again, it's a left-hand side of player who may see some game time because you've noticed something Darren is starting to use a lot more of the academy stuff to bulk out teams and train with us so it's a good thing and it's one of these other things where you look at some of the players that you get from like Premier League clubs who've come down they've had a lot of game time against uh, players their own age but he played non-league and he's already played 65 games at senior level that's really that's so he's he's, going to be used to the physicality of the first team environment really Whereas, again, like you were saying, Jake, the, the Premier League under-21s, they come down to sort of League One level and they're just like a fish out of water because they, they're they getting kicked lumps out of and nobody's really saying anything. It just carries on. And they're just getting out-muscled all sorts. But knowing that he's come from this gruff non-league environment where there's probably 45-year-olds that know how to game manage and, you know, do things without, you know, the dark arts, as they call it, they they're all used to it already, so I think he's, it's an excellent addition. That you, you you can say he might be ready in a couple of years for the first team, and then just there you go, instant you're in the team. And I think it's arguably why a few of the youngsters that we thought were promising in our own academy the last couple of years have ended up just getting let go or sold on, like Alex Hunt, for example, because th- they weren't physically ready enough 
because they hadn't even been sent out on loan somewhere properly. Um, I agree. I agree with that. It's um, it's it's having that balance. I think that one of the things that we all often forget as well, academies are about turnover as well. Yeah, we've not been doing great on that, but like actually selling players for fees here and there, even if it's not a lot of money, just keeping it ticking over and keeping that FFP going and keeping you know the balance sheet. To be fair, happy, I think that's why basically. we got rid of uh, the young lag in January, kind of thing. Um, oh, what was he called? He went to Boreham Wood. Oh, David Abomtagoma. Yeah. That we got from uh, Southampton. Yeah, I think that's why we did that there. It's like, you've got an opportunity. And look at what, apparently, how Brennan's done at Swindon. Darren Moore said he's part of 13 next season with how he's done Mm. so far. And they're they're really impressed with what he's done, kind of thing. So it's, it's... Lower league loans will help us. And I think we've got the right manager and the right youth set up to a point now to do that. I think this season we had a bit of an issue with actually getting players out on loan because we didn't have enough youth to fill it. Um, So I think we're slowly but surely. But look at the Adatoma who've been on the bench a couple of times. He come from like non-league football. All the players yeah. you've seen coming recently, they're all non-league footballers. They're not Premier League Academy lads. And I think Darren's going for a bit more grit there. And as well, in the case of uh, Brennan, if you've actually been looking on social media and stuff, he's been in the League 2 Team of the Week virtually every single week since being at Swindon. Oh, Swindon there's, barely, <laughs> there's barely been a week where <laughs> where Swindon, where uh, Kieran Brennan for Swindon has not been in that Picture the EFL League Two Twitter account tweets out I for team of the week. That. That's fantastic. So he won't inform. I don't know. <laughs> he won't have an inform. He's League Back Two. To FIFA again. Shock. But then water is wet. Oh, green so, links. You know. Oh, green links of the, the Palmer. Oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm playing a game for adults. You're playing a game that three-year-olds can play and buy themselves from a store because FIFA is Peggy 3. It's alright. Should we, be- should, we, should we also get football manager next to each other and see who does better on that? Because I've currently got a save going. Okay. <laughs> I think oh, I'm going to play you on FIFA and we're going to see what happens. I think we just spanned the Talking Wednesday extra video. No. Oh, yeah. Jack yeah. versus James on FIFA and football yeah. manager. See who comes where. <laughs> God, I don't have time to compete with a child on Football Manager. When did you get Wednesday in the first season? Oh, pardon? That's not something you want to be proud of, is no. it? Not really. I know it's not. <laughs> I know, I know it's not. Um, uh, first season with Wednesday, I finished top of the league with 103 points. How, how many players did you sign? Uh, two. Ah, you see, what I've done is I've kept it as the squad, and I'm still top of the league. I didn't need to sign. Oh, okay. I mean, I only sold uh, a couple of them for for, monet- uh, for financial reasons. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, we're screwed. We are. We are. I hear you with those crickets there, Jake. <sighs> I hear you there. Good Lord. Just because we, we don't want you to play, Jake. That's fine. <laughs> You're not invited. That's fine with me. <laughs> You're, so you're not invited to the cool kids club. He's so, yeah, he's angry. so angry. I don't understand. <laughs> he's almost as angry as Barry Bannon was today. <laughs> if you <Yeah>. saw him. <laughs> I do, I do, do you want to go? We can finish this. <laughs> no, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you're okay, Jake. <laughs> I'm on the wind-up as well, which has never helped. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just descend into I'm chaos. Fine, yeah. I mean, I can mute him when he tries to use the sound. Yeah. I have got that. I have got that power in front of me. Um, right, serious terms now. Yes. Yep. Um. So we we obviously would never not mention this. Um. Don Megson died this this week. Unfortunately, um. He was eighty six. I thought it's probably most relevant just to read what the star summarized Darren Moore is saying. Um. So some of the things he said about them, and then I'll go around you guys. Um, anything you want to add on this? Um, so Darren Moore said, and quote, this is from the star. He's a legend in terms of games, nearly a record number of appearances and over a 17-year-old spell. 
there are some wonderful memories of him in a Wednesday shirt. His memory lives on through his son, Gary, who, like I say, I've had the pleasure of working with and still knowing now. Um, it's a sad loss for the family, a father and a husband, but also a sad loss for the football club and the extended community because he was a legend. Our condolences go out to the whole Megson family. We're truly sad and sorry for their loss. Megson played 442 games during 10 years as a professional at S6. So, obviously a club legend. That family is kind yeah. of... Um, it's Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, so, Jack, I'll go to you first. Uh, obviously, anything you want to say on this one? It's just a, it's just a very sad day, really. Because um, his name, like, like we've just said, is the Megson name is synonymous with Wednesday, it seems, because of we've had two generations play for us to quite, you know, to and both being held in quite high esteem um with the club i mean and, and of course don megson was before my time um but i've just i always remember hearing stories about him from uh, from my dad who he was the sort of in that generation of player to to the fans kind of thing um and it's just a very it's just a, such a sad day really and I'm, it's just quite i don't know it's just another one that needs to be forever commemorated and not yeah. be allowed to be forgotten kind of thing. Like Ron yeah. Springitz, et cetera, yeah. who we commemorated a few years ago. Um, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he will be. Jake, your thoughts? I thought the tribute from the club was really good and he's been such a crucial player for Wednesday when he played as well. He led up to a cup final as captain. And then it came out that uh, Megson... Gary Megson said the family were really touched with all the messages they've had out in the States and how it's actually really moved them because they've got messages off people who they hadn't heard of in ages and how it meant a lot to the family. And I think actually having someone who knows the Megsons as well as Darren Moore does as well is quite crucial because you've got someone else who's already got that link. Because you know for a fact that Gary will have turned around to his old man and gone, Dad, come here, meet him. And his dad will go, believe, did it? You're massive. Yeah. Because he was that kind of bloke who was so blunt whenever he met someone. Um, so it's that kind of it's that kind of situation where we're very as a club, we are very good when players do pass and we look out to support families afterwards as well and make sure everything's okay. So yeah. And it's well. it's bound to be sad for Darren Moore himself too, because understandably Gary Megson. Don's son yep. um, will have been like well, he's, he's like a mentor to Darren yeah. and so being so close with Gary and by extension then under, you know feeling personal empathy, pain from this loss yeah. and feeling empathy and everything it's going to be quite hard I can imagine on the manager too and this might even just to link it back to this season or what have you this might even give him extra fire in his belly to 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 do the job to finish getting us promotion and not let us fall short, and I I just think that us now pushing on will be the one of the best tributes to to Don, yeah, and actually doing it and not falling short at the, the sort of last hurdle. Now it's getting to that part of the season. Um, I'd like to sort yeah. of end it on um, sort of like on a positive look. Obviously, I'd li- I'd like to think eighty six great innings. You know, oh yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, many happy memories. Obviously, legend status. The positivity is the man's left a legacy. So, um, yeah, condolences to the to the Megson family there. Um, and it is a sad day as a Wednesday fan to to lose a legend like that. Yeah. Right, moving on. I don't want to talk about this again, but it's coming back up when we do the news. This is from ITV. Sheffield Wednesday have appealed against the decision to reduce the seat allocation for away fans following complaints of overcrowding. There wasn't any overcrowding! That bit's not in the article. Sheffield City Council said the capacity in the Leppings Lane end at Hillsborough would be cut by 1,000 after Newcastle United fans raised the concerns following FA Cup third round defeat to the Owls in January. Also uh, known as they can't find their seats. Hang on. No, that's not in there either. A review by the council overseen by the Sports Ground Safety Authority found Wednesday had not breached their safety certificate and the number of fans in the lower and upper west stands was below numbers permitted. However, the council announced on Monday that the Leppings Lane end will be reduced from 4,700 to 3,700. I'm not reading the rest of that because guess what they're talking about. Um, This is getting a bit ridiculous now. There was nothing. And I'll just say it bluntly now. There was nothing. We've shown there was nothing. 
they, they they seem to keep sort of missing the point where they say that we didn't actually do anything wrong and it was a voluntary thing and then they just decided to kind of keep it. Because it sounds better. It sells more papers. The, the newspaper is a dying format and they need as many possible sales as they can get. So unfortunately, we're in the era of fake news now. This is this is what is going to happen. Or when it's not fake news, it's selective news that gets pushed, but they leave certain bits out because if they if they leave these certain little bits out, it sells more because it's more eye popping or whatever. And oh, it's just an absolute joke. I'm sorry, but as well, this whole fiasco claiming it bringing these comparisons in it spits on the memory of those who passed away in the disaster you can have yeah. whatever opinions on that event as you as you want but people lost their lives and this this fiat this utter farce of a situation that was only brought up by the way because newcastle didn't win that game had had they won none of this would be happening but because we upset the media darlings that is the brand new Newcastle United with all of their rich owners and lots of money, oh, yeah, sadly... Look, hang on, what's, what, who are their owners again? Remind me. Yeah, well, Saudi that's... Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they come from a, a country that does not have any basic human rights laws, and that's a whole other story. But again... All of this is brought along and it spits on the memory of those who did lose their lives by com remotely comparing this to that. Nobody lost their lives. Nobody got hurt. It's all a big stirred up story. And then the vitriol that was spewed in that article from the bitter journalist. Articles. Uh, articles multiple. Wow. Oh, the vitriol that came from that certain journalist from the Daily Fail. <laughs> Don't sue us. Again, journalists. Journalists. And uh, quite frankly, all, all of that, to, this is just ridiculous. Allegedly. This is a shambles, allegedly, you know, you know allegedly. The really, really bad part about this is, lads, is that this all got checked by their legal department before yeah. it went out and gone. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Get it out. The thing, the thing is, they apparently they complained at Leeds either this season or last season. And somebody made a really good point saying when we were in the Premier League or when you were in the Championship, you didn't complain then. Exactly. No. We beat you. We did the double over Newcastle yeah. a couple of years ago. Like there was no problem then. Absolutely just... fine then. Same stand. <laughs> I can tell you probably same the podcast stand. this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite disappointed in that. Obviously, because I quite liked the fan base before. And I'm also quite disappointed that Daglish came out today and said, oh, it's good, it's happened. And I was like, yeah, but you've, have you actually looked into it? Because he said there were similar troubles like after when we've never done anything about it. And I'm like... I'll get stuffed. I'm like, come Dinosaur. on, man. Anyway, yes. That's not Sorry. true. I'm just very passionately, I'm very passionately angry about this thing. It's just such oh. an easy, it's an easy we're jab, an easy. The problem is we're an easy target. And again, it's this whole wider discussion of until that stand gets knocked down and a new one is built, then a lot, a large chunk of this strange stigma will will be gone but it won't just, it's going to be tainted does, forever i don't think it does so Jack. It, it will be tainted I, forever like Jack, regardless the name of hillsborough is tainted forever that because of that but you knock the stadium down you knock that bit of the stand down you're still going to have the stigma mm -hmm. the only way it would ever ever go away to a point is if you turn around and built hillsborough somewhere else yeah and then you turn that land and go Look, we want a place for the family to properly mourn here, the communal garden for you to mourn in, kind of thing. That'll, but that'll never happen. And even then, if you still call it Hillsborough Stadium, it's still going to have that. So it needs to be called like the Owl's Nest or something. I don't know. But it's just, oh, it's shambolic. The fact that this is, the fact that like the editor of that newspaper let, those, not this particular article, but you know the one I'm talking about, and everybody knows the one that I'm, that I'm talking about. The fact that the editor of that newspaper said, yep, that's absolutely fine. Put that out there. You can, you can absolutely put that out there onto the, into, the, into the echo chambers of journalism. It was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. And then every single little bit of news that has come out to disprove these claims has just been hushed and shoved under the carpet. And it's absolute, and, and I'm shocked that people haven't kicked up more of a stink about this. But that, again, maybe the reason why nobody's really come out with the opposite opinion is because this is all going to get settled in court one day. Who knows? I think it. I think it will. 
Because yeah, I would take them to court I, I over this. It's, it's purely libel. Yeah. It's all libelous. Just have them. Um, it's disgusting. It's absolutely I'm quite, disgusting. I'm just quite tired of it because it's mm. it's an, you, we're an easy target. Just if you want, knock, knock the stands down and buy some deck chairs and just sit them on them. And just let all the way fans just do that. I was going to say let them stand them, but that's kind of yeah. like that's not going to that's not going to be the that that's, that's never going to happen. We're never going to have a standing stadium again, are we? We'll knock it down, but we won't put a roof on, and then can all get wet. Yeah. No. Well, that's well, that's the thing. We'll, we'll like, give them a stand like they've got at Yeovil Town, where they get absolutely soaked or at the away end. end. Or at, can, yeah. I, can I just can I just say the the fact is like we're bringing safe standing stadiums back and things like that, and they were they yeah. were completely getting rid of and stuff like, and it's just the fact that. That was, you. Oh, I'm bored of it. I'm just. I'm bored of it. Yeah, but it also gets you so annoyed that you can't formulate coherent sentences when yeah. talking through it as well. And it, yes, because you also don't want to say anything that's going to sound like you're actually being insensitive to the exactly the, the yeah. exactly. horrific disaster that happened, which and I can't I know, stress I, enough. I know I got impassioned earlier about this, but I did not mean it in an insensitive way, but I think I worded that correctly. I think, no, that not... was all named at this Newcastle story. It was nothing yes. to do with Oh, 100%. With all of that. 100%. And I just, oh, it's just, it's, it's such a shambolic state of affairs that this keeps getting regurgitated and spewed into the echo chambers. I'm more angry that the fans were standing up because mm. that's the thing, like, that's, that's, the the way they were standing, they clearly like don't don't stand like that in 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 the Newcastle end, like because it's gonna. Have you seen the forest footage? Basically, did you see the forest footage of them the other day when they I've played Forest that, in no. the Premier League? Very similar to how it was at um, Hillsborough, you know, with the standing, mm. and it just seems like. Um, Nothing nothing gets said when it's not Hillsborough. No. Nope. Um, I mean, tired. Sheffield Wednesday in general has been an easy target for the, a couple of years ago when we got the points deduction. The whole national media was just running hit piece after hit piece after hit piece on the chairman. And we were, we were the easy target then. And it just seems like there's... Uh, look, there's a, there's a bit of an agenda going on. Mm. I'm not going to shy away from that. Clearly there is, because there's been... A media agenda against us in the past for a se- for separate reasons, and and certain clubs recently, not to name any names that have committed similar infractions, didn't have this same treatment of the media hit pieces one after another after another after another after another, and they arguably committed worse financial crimes in accordance to the EFL laws. Um. So what's going on? What 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 can anybody do to resolve this and stop this because all credit is owed to how well the club is operating is doing on the pitch is doing off the pitch in the in the community um facility that they've just built all of this is just going totally under the rug and being replaced by just vitriolic spew like this and it, i just i'm getting so angry reading it every day seeing developed points on this i'm sorry to be waffling on about this but just no it's you you you're, you're right i'm just your piece, oh. well hopefully it'll just it'll go away yeah people will get bored until we play newcastle again because like right. this club means so much to so many people and just to see it being dragged through the mud again like this it just well, it, sickens it's me one, it's one of those things it's easy to say oh just get rid of the ground do all that when you when it's not something you've grown up with mm. Right, and it's you've not got that attachment to it. It's also very ha- hard to say get rid of the ground when you know financially how are we going to do that. It's all right, all the clubs saying get rid of it. Where from? Without it affecting FFP or what something. Like if we did something like that, it would affect somewhere where we wouldn't be able to bring in players. It'd but be again, so weird for it to not be there. Ag- again, you does this happen if you don't win the game? If you win the game, even sorry, probably not. At the end of the day, we are an easy target. And yes, there are improvements that need to be made. Yeah. The club has said we are going to improve it. We actually volunteered to take the, the capacity down. Because mm. I'm guessing we were going to say, look, let us get out, get these bits in place by taking it down while we get it done. 
I think when they're a bit concerned that it it being kept at that, I think they were affecting maybe 4,100 instead mm-hmm. of 3,700. But at the same time, it's not like we've gone, we're not going to do out about it. I can see Wednesday and Chancery doing a lot of work in that stadium next season and being the only stadium we do work in. So yeah. it doesn't happen again. The thing yeah. is, we are a very easy target. It does scream and you get annoyed by it. Port Vale fans were popping up saying there was an issue with it when we hadn't heard anything wrong with it. This is the thing. We're in a thing where I think it was something with 50 fans out of the 4,000 or whatever who were there complained. I've seen a lot of Newcastle fans turn around and go, shut up. Mm. There was nothing wrong. Yeah, I, I, to respect to their, some of yeah. their fans for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've absolutely. seen that. We're in, we're in a position where everyone's got a voice on social media. We've got a voice right now doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've got a voice on Twitter. I think yeah. sometimes having too much of a voice, like there's so many people who turn around who are Newcastle fans who turn around to me and said, that bald bloke on Guy Fort News, he's an arse. Do you know one of the only people who defended us? In the media, was Simon Jordan, Jordan on Talksport? Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> I watched the clip and I was like, "He's just..." Do you know the the one thing? Like, I don't agree with everything he says. I think some of his takes are very spun to how he wants to spin them. But in that, he was just speaking the facts. He was speaking exactly as it was, and nobody has stood up for us in the media. But it it takes somebody sometimes that isn't afraid of saying things to yeah. to do it. Um. Mental. Right. We have got some community topics, but I'm going to save them for the next podcast, actually. So, Jake, just don't, when you cut the yeah, uh, yeah. document, don't cut them out. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to go into the chat and see if anything's been said in there to wrap up the end, because we are live, obviously. So, Justin wrote in at the start of the stream and went, absolute shocker tonight. Put Famio in. Didn't work at all. Two defeats to Barnsley. is not good enough to concede more than one in that, uh, to concede more in one game than the whole of the last two months is appalling. Is this as imploding? I think it's a bit early to say that. It will depend on the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah. Next two and games, I, then we'll have a reason to say that if it's worth but yeah. And I'm not angry at the fourth goal because we were throwing everything forward. So that's what you risk when that happens. So it's not like we've... Yeah, the, the three goals are still not fantastic. Um, but yeah, Barnsley are a good side this season. Mm. Um, they had a game plan twice when they played and it would get at us and... Each time we've not been able to cope with it. Yeah, two Fawcett wrote in and said, be a realist in these situations. We've not lost to an average side. Barnsley have hit form at the right time. And as um, and as much as we'd love the result against them, sadly, the better side won tonight. Uh, I don't. I think we were probably the better side in the second half, but over the course of it, after their third goal, you probably, yeah, our defensive errors cost us. Um, some people slating Flint, saying he was terrible tonight. I personally I think Flint was quite unlucky for the goal that because the ball obviously rebounded off him and then they finished it or whatever. And I thought he was quite unlucky for that. Um, but I don't know. I just think the defense overall had a bit the stinker for the most part of the game. Really, yeah. It was just dead night to have a stinker. I guess Dean's quite, Dean says something quite strong. Soul destroying just shows we aren't as good as we think we are. I think that's a bit strong. Hmm. I do think that's a bit strong. Cause, uh... Yeah. But the, th- the thing is, again, it's like we were saying at the start, some people may have this reaction to tonight because of who it is, because of the fan interaction with their set of fans and what, you know, I've been seeing what people have been saying about Barnsley fans tonight and I was inclined to agree with some of them. Um, but not to, you know, fish some more. But, <laughs> but uh, I think that's the big feeding factor into this is that Barnsley objectively have been a very good side this year. They are where they are for a reason and they played their game plan fantastically for the most part until they got tired really. And that was our own fault for not putting away the chances in the second half that we had that were pretty much sitters. But then uh, on the same token, their goalkeeper played a blinder as well and kept them in it a good couple of times. So Their defense was actually very good at times. Exactly, exactly. It was just a very scrappy affair that you would expect uh, in a sort of well-matched up derby, I would say. It's not a derby. Uh, Phil well, says, you know. Lee, Lee Vey offering League One for me, bottom three. I think he didn't have a great night tonight, but I think we can't forget that he's, he's bounced back this season from some poor form and he's, been, he's, he's shown patches. I think there's still a player in there and we, we've seen it. We just... 
It's... He's a player who needs to play consistently, and when yeah. he has a bit where he's out the team, he doesn't seem to be able to get back into that rhythm. Is it his boot? It's got to be his boots tonight. Be you boot don't just free. fall yeah. over that much. So was, he had him. the wrong studs in, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. He must yeah. have done. I, I sort that, and um, I think he'd be all right. And Manny will read your comment last because he says, Howdy, Owls fans. I wouldn't lose too much sleep over the loss. It's just a one-off bump that is inevitable. Just believe. Oh, so yeah. we will definitely. we will end yeah. on a yeah. We've we're definitely gonna we'll be all right. We'll just and yes, we'll, door on tour. By the way, I personally do miss Forest, but yeah. Sorry, door on tour's written in. <laughs> yeah, door, and said, door, hey, door do you miss Forest? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I'd rather be with you in the Premier League. But... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of their fans have actually said they would have rather us have gone to the Premier League and not Sheffield United. So that's quite funny. That is, but, it'd have been great. It, it'd have been a laugh. It'd have been mm. a, if we'd have gone up that first time, just the position of the club, it'd have been interesting. Yeah. But then again, Huddersfield did and look at them. They could be going bust. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. You got boys got anything to add? Uh, Jack first. Just thanks for sticking with us on this very clunky live episode. And I'm sure the next few lives... I bet they're feeling lives... sick. I bet they're, because <laughs> yeah. I would be feeling sick watching a choppy yeah. stream. Yeah. I, I, I've oh. got an idea. We might actually, if we do these in future, I might just get, if there's three of us, until I can work out the hardware stuff, um, I might just use images. We might just do audio live because yeah. there's, no, mm. there's no problems with that and we can still go live and still talk to people. You don't need to technically see us. Um, but yeah, Jake? Just take tonight as what it is, a very good team, and we just move on to the next one. Just do what Darren Moore says in the art in the press conference. Like the rowing team, we don't look back we don't look behind us. We're not gonna look behind us at this result. We're just gonna keep going forward. Exactly. Yeah, very well Amen. said. Well <laughs> thank you uh, very much for watching. Take care and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya. See you later.